Retiree and near-retiree investors have a multitude of financial worries. One of the first things I learned at Oak Harvest almost five years ago is that while retirement life might be functionally less complex than one's one working days, one's financial life grows more, not less complex, at or near retirement. Major questions arise like, where will my cash flow come from to meet my spending needs? When should I take Social Security? And how much my RMD, required minimum distribution, should be for my retirement savings? What is my optimal income level so I don't pay my get tax penalties? Will my savings last until I die? And for the previous two years, at the forefront of investors and those on fixed incomes minds is the question of, will I be able to keep up with inflation? For this video, I'll discuss our thoughts on the future inflation rate over the next decade. No, I'm not gonna provide you with a static number to plug into your spreadsheets, but I will discuss three factors that I believe will keep inflation that consumers experience higher than both the Fed's 2% goal and the levels we experienced in the 1990s through 2020 when technology and offshoring helped keep reported inflation below the Fed's 2% goal. Before we get into this week's topic, inflation secularly higher, please take a moment to click on the subscribe button and click on the notification bell so you'll be alerted when our team uploads our latest content. We do have a new location for our Oak Harvest investment-oriented content. You can find it by typing Stock Talk with Chris in the Google search window or going to the Oak Harvest YouTube channel and clicking on the drop-down tab labeled Channels and clicking on the Stock Talk with Chris tab. Every good retirement planning software program has an input for inflation expectations. While I certainly underestimated the height of the cyclical inflation peak caused by the global response to COVID, pre-COVID, I argued for higher inflation rates than what we've had the last 30 years. Four to 5%, no, but higher than 2%. Why? Three major reasons jump out. First, demographics. There are roughly 104 million Americans between the ages of 20 and 44 in the US with another approximate 100 million more Gen Z Americans behind them. Close to 150 million Americans fall between the ages of 19 and 54, according to the 2021 census and the Bureau of Labor Statistics. These are prime spending years for almost every major economic category that inputs into our government CPI statistics. Food, clothing, housing, energy, and transportation costs. Millennials, who recently overtook the baby boom demographic, and most members of Gen Z are still in their spending sweet spot years, and most will remain so mid next decade. While at the same time, the total number of baby boomers is now declining, their average age is lengthening, and they are consuming more units of more costly medical care and drugs that even without directly including health insurance prices account for over 8% of the CPI inflation basket. New medical technologies, while improving and extending our lives, are driving healthcare inflation costs higher. Think about the future of drug development and its cost to our economy if and when new Alzheimer's drugs that work are discovered and covered by insurance. Or more immediately, think about the new diet and obesity drugs becoming more commonplace. Besides these demand pull inflation factors, Another demographic issue that argues for higher than prior decade historic levels of ongoing inflation is the slowing of the working age population demographic. Take a look at the working age population chart found on the St. Louis Fed's Reserve website. It shows the slowdown in America's working age population from the 80s and 90s decade until now. By the Fed's own admission, there's a labor force participation gap of close to 2.1 million workers. These missing workers are needed for our economy to return to a normal level, and without them, we can expect businesses to pay more for workers, keeping wage and benefit inflation high and sticky. Unfortunately, further analysis of the Fed data reveals that the LFPG, 
labor force participation gap is almost entirely due to the aging U.S. population and lower birth rates. And population aging is likely to continue as more baby boomers retire. Here's that data from Liberty Street Economics. You can find it in the link to the study right down here in the description below. Broad demographic trends such as baby boomers aging and millennials and Gen Z spending will likely cause inflation to remain stubbornly over 2% for a while, given our country's current labor supply demand imbalance. This dynamic can lead to cost push inflation dynamics across our economy over the coming years. A potential second cause for continued higher than desired future inflation is the federal government's initiated spending programs like the ironically named Inflation Reduction Act. Investors, whether or not you favor ESG, environmental, social, and governance movement, socially, I don't care. We're talking economics and cash costs. The E component of ESG has come to represent not only environmental, but also a broader agenda of taxpayer-funded green energy expansion. Throw in both climate change regulation and higher enforcement costs, and it's inflationary at its core. We're accelerating the rate of spending on taxpayer money on expensive and unproven infrastructure. At the same time, we're restricting and abandoning older, fully paid for and depreciated functionally fossil fuel energy sources. That is inflationary. No, we're not proceeding at the same unwise decommissioning rates that Europe did over the last decade. However, current political leadership is pushing us in that direction. While the CBO initially estimated that the IRA's bill energy and climate initiatives would total almost 400 billion over the coming decade, more recent analysis by Goldman Sachs revealed that they thought the cost of the incentives would total over 1.1 trillion. Take a look at Goldman estimates. As a taxpayer and consumer, I find these numbers and the ability of politicians to forecast and budget terrifying. The IRA is quite the opposite of its name. Its rollout is another mark against inflation, returning to 2% over the next few years. The final issue arguing against a return to 2% inflation soon is both America's and the rest of the Western world's movement to onshore manufacturing capacity and supply change. COVID disruptions and escalating geopolitical conflicts have created global momentum to lower America's reliance on foreign trading partners that we disagree with politically. This is a 180 degree turn from the nearly 30 year policy of American businesses following an outsourcing of manufacturing capabilities to lower wage countries. From around 1980 through 2010, we spent 30 years moving to a just-in-time inventory and manufacturing. For decades, we strive to carry low or no unneeded inventory, lest our companies run the risk of inventory write-offs. Almost all American companies strive to operate in asset-light, high intellectual capital, and high marginal return on capital economic model. During deflationary times, this is exactly the right thing to do. However, during periods of higher inflation, one benefits by holding higher than normal inventory levels because inventory gets repriced higher and allows easier end market price increases. Take, for example, the electric vehicle market that the current administration is trying to stimulate by way of incentives in the IRA. That's the Inflation Reduction Act, once again. Take a look at the stats on rare earth metals market. China dominates the market, and the prices for metals have skyrocketed over the last two years. Our political push towards EV usage by way of tax incentives and subsidies and the vilification of standard IC engines, that's internal combustion engines, is driving new car EV demand and their prices materially higher. This in turn is causing used car pricing to stay near historically high levels because fewer people can afford new cars. 
the supply chain American vehicle manufacturers use was efficient for internal combustion vehicle production. It had been optimized over 60 or 70 years. However, it's not efficient for EV manufacturing. The startup costs, inefficiency, and learning curves manufacturers endure get passed on to American car consumers through higher vehicle prices. The trend to onshoring will have the dynamic playing out across various consumer-facing industries. Currently, China accounts for 63% of the world's rare earth mining, 85% of rare earth processing, and 92% of rare earth magnetic production. Rare earth alloys and magnets that China controls are critical components in missiles, firearms, radar, and stealth aircraft, as well as other more mundane manufacturing plants. This is the third dynamic that makes a drop to 2% in the CPI very hard to come by anytime soon. Unfortunately, while our team expects a material drop in inflation this summer, we aren't expecting a return of secular 2% or sub 2% level anytime soon. Investors, there is no perfect investment philosophy and no all weather equity strategy that outperforms the stock market every cycle, every economic environment, or can outperform inflation all the time. However, long-term research finds partnering with an advisor can add value to your portfolio in your retirement by helping you minimize estate taxes, maximize social security timing, and remove some of the emotional whipsaws that many investors feel during times like this that cause them to make emotionally biased decisions in their investment portfolios and their investment allocations. At Oak Harvest, we have many market and insurance-based tools to help our clients to keep up with inflation and meet their retirement goals and objectives. We're not just an investment manager solely focused on the stock and bond markets. We have specialists in the field of tax preparation. We have social security experts to help you choose when to take social security. And we have insurance experts that can help you construct life, health, or medical care backstops should you need those in future years. The Oak Harvest team serves our clients by helping them plan for their future needs instead of focusing on the past. The future in the stock markets are always uncertain. And that's why our retirement planning teams plan for retirement needs first, and your greed second. Give us a call here to speak to an advisor and let us help you craft a financial plan that helps you meet your retirement goals. Call us here in Houston at 877-896-0040 and schedule an advisor consultation. We're here to help you on your financial journey into and through your retirement years. From myself, from James, Charles, Troy and Jessica, the whole team here at Oak Harvest, have a blessed weekend. All content contained within Oak Harvest podcast expresses the views of the speaker and is for informational purposes only. It is based on information believed to be reliable when created, but any cited data, indicators, statistics, or other sources are not guaranteed. The views and opinions expressed herein may change without notice. Strategies and ideas discussed may not be right for you, and nothing in this podcast should be considered as personalized investment, tax or legal advice, or an offer or solicitation to buy or sell securities. Indexes such as the S&P 500 are not available for direct investment, and your investment results may differ when compared to an index. Specific portfolio actions or strategies discussed will not apply to all client portfolios. Investing involves the risk of loss, and past performance is not indicative of future results.